Good evening, my name is Thomas Steininger. I welcome you to Radio Wolf, our international webcast for consciousness and culture. Our today's guests in Radio Wolf are Otto Sharma and Aravani Hayashi. They make a powerful and unusual team. Each of them works with sensing and pre-sensing the field that holds us. Otto's pioneering research with Theory U and the Presencing Institute has opened new horizons of human creativity. Aravana is a dance artist and meditation teacher. Together they have developed a new art form, which they called social presencing theater, a method to develop a collective perception for the social field and to build the capacity to learn how to ongoingly develop such fields. I interviewed Otto Sharma and Aravana Hayashi together for the last issue of our German magazine Evolve. So today we play for you this interview with Otto Sharma and Aravana Hayashi. Just as a very uh, simple first question, uh, the social presenting theater uh, that both of you uh, are kind of cooperating on. Uh, I, I saw uh, one presentation that you gave in Oslo, I think, a year ago, Aravani, uh, about it. Uh, but for our readers, uh, uh, what should we, uh, how should we envision what, what you're doing? What, what is social presencing theater? Uh, what is it for? And, and, and how, how, how do we, should we envision what this work is about? Aha. <laughs> So I'll jump in and then uh, Otto, please add in. Um, I, a lot of the definition or the view of it probably comes from the name itself, that um, this topic that you brought up of social mindfulness is such an interesting one because it is something that we're quite um, interested in and see evidence of in our work. Um, and in this case, we're calling it social presencing, which is both a kind of mindfulness in, in terms of just uh, one's ability to, to notice, to be present, to pay attention um, in, a, in a, a, a gentle way to experience. But it also um, probably includes a larger sense of, um, of awareness or the creativity that comes out of the space by the group. So there's a view of creativity or innovation, certainly from my background, that is something that arises from a sense of stillness, sense of spaciousness, rather than that it's a repeat uh, or better version of something that happened in the past. So the presencing also has a sense of what is emerging fresh, what is emerging that's not conditioned uh, by lots of past experience, but what collectively can we access that is uh, really based on wisdom and based on um, compassion and based on these principles that are, are cultivated by a mindfulness practice. And theater means that it just is made visible, that because we're working with the actual physical body, it's vis the body's visible. The relationships between bodies are visible. The the way the choices people make in terms of their activity is quite visible. So that, that word theater is, means a place where something is of significance is made visible. And, uh, so I think the, the view of the work is that we can make, uh, on an individual, on a group, on a systems level, we can set up, 
a an arena and an um, an attitude in which we can actually see and experience the the feeling quality of the shift that the groups of people that systems can make um, hopefully from being more stuck more locked in convention more locked into uh, conceptual frameworks into something that is fresher and uh, yeah. more open and more possible it seems that both of you and uh, although i just listened to a ted talk that you gave in hamburg I think uh, a year ago, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, where, that both of you uh, are talking about the social field. And uh, I particularly have in mind, Otto, you gave this example when you are still living uh, in, 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 in Hamburg uh, and uh, growing up there and having it blocked off the anti-atomic uh, demonstrations. You were describing... Uh, this police attack and how this was a first time or at least an important time where you felt the sense of a social field. You, you, you talked about a knife cutting into body, although you were not injured, it was a social, a, a social field uh, that you were describing. And the way I understand you, Aravana, it seems also that the body uh, is not just something visible, it's also something tangible. There's a body sense and uh, it seems that both of you in, in your different ways working with something that is more than just my mind, more than just my body, uh, there's a, a social field that you're working with. And I would like to hear from both of you, and also particular author right now, when we're talking about the social field, what, what are we talking about here? Well, maybe one um, <clears throat> jump-off point there, Arana, is kind of uh, your notion of, of the three bodies. So, so maybe that's something you could add and I then can, can, can build on that because I think that gives a very good uh, foundation for, for uh, deeper inquiring into that question. So briefly, the, the work with the three bodies is an acknowledgement of our body-mind system, that it isn't just a mind, but it's actually a feeling, sensing organ, a body of each individual and then that's placed on this large earth body which we never lose touch with and our losing touch has caused such disastrous results and then the social body which is the again the body mind of the social of the society that groups and society itself is a living being and it has body embodiment and it has a awareness mind and it has a conventional mind so uh, those three bodies are the base of it. Um, and then, uh, Otto, please continue with that. Yeah, so so that's, uh, you know, the um, uh, of, of these three bodies, kind of it's the social bodies, kind of that is kind of the, um, you could say, in a tangible way, that's maybe the least visible sometimes. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so that was always um, uh, my area of, of primary interest, and one of the um, uh, one of the individuals kind of that opened my eyes for that was actually uh, uh, Joseph Boyce, kind of the um, late 20th century uh, avant-garde artist from Germany, and um, so his concept of um, the social sculpture. Uh, is actually uh, using the key principles of sculpture and moving them from space to time, right? Kind of uh, reflecting on Lehmbruck and kind of his um, 
uh, physical sculpture uh, work and the principles he discovered there. And then Boyce basically took that and uh, uh, applied it to time and called that the social sculpture, right? The social sculpture always kind of uh, evolving in a, a time space. And um, so when you look at the current moment we are living in, which is kind of a time of profound disruption, that means kind of that of the different qualities of time, one becomes like really front and center stage, uh, which is uh, the emerging future, right? Because if you're kind of in in a more continuous, normal environment, often what happens kind of the future is a function of the past. It's a modification of the past. But um, when we deal with disruption, by definition, kind of the future is going to be different from the past. So we as human beings are challenged with situations where we kind of uh, need to develop the capacity to lean into what isn't quite, what hasn't quite landed yet, to lean into new possibilities that maybe are in the process of arriving kind of um, mm-hmm. um, and kind of it is kind of that kind of capacity, which is a profoundly creative capacity, but creative not only on, on the level of individual uh, expression of creativity, but on, on a, a social and collective level. That was all, all always my primary area of interest. And so um, social processing theater, um, which really, Arana has a pioneered kind of in the uh, presenting institute. I have you know, had a, a small role in uh, co-creating that, and uh, so for me, the um, so when I you know just from an out you know more like from an outside perspective, what really is that social processing theater? I would say it's um, uh, it is um, a blend between three things: mindfulness, kind of. Um, making a system see itself, right? Kind of, kind of switching, you know, shifting the awareness uh, uh, back onto its source. Um, and um, then there is um, a social science part of it. So it's basically really with a method investigating um, kind of uh, deeper structures that give rise to social systems that give rise to social behavior. Uh, including stakeholder mappings and so forth. And then the third element, um, uh, you know, you could, you know, for, for many people, uh, probably you will view that are familiar with, um, with uh, constellation work. So, so that's kind of, uh, it has um, a number of similarities with that, but also a number of differences. So I would say it's basically um, you know, a, a blend of these three things, but our specific uh, interest really is in this capacity to sense and lean. So it's not only kind of looking back, you know, and, you know, um, addressing, you know, all these issues, uh, uh, you know, of the past kind of that, that, uh, that still are, are showing up in the current situation, but also specifically this capacity to lean into what isn't quite there yet. And um, so, in, 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 in regard to that, so, and also in regard to practical work with organizations, big companies, governments, kind of multi-stakeholder groups, we have found social presencing theater profoundly effective in um, helping systems to go from an ego, uh, to, to go uh, uh, through a shift of consciousness from ego to ego. 
And um, the reason why social presencing theater is so effective is that in a relatively short amount of time, it creates a, a visceral experience where a system is not only seeing itself, you're seeing the deeper patterns of the current situation, how they may transform, but also sensing itself. Because um, as we know, the number one problem in the world today is the knowing-doing gap, right? We know everything about the 17 sustainable development goals and you know uh, all the things that need to happen in our uh, you know, 21st century uh, um, uh, environmental and social condition, yet uh, we are not able to, 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 to translate kind of this knowing that we have into a, a change collective behavior. And what we believe is the reason for this knowing-doing gap is uh, that, you know, there is, you know, so we have the hand, we have the head, what's missing is the heart, right? It's uh, making the system not only seeing themselves, but sensing themselves. So that's kind of uh, the key, we believe, to unlock collective creativity so that you access the uh, uh, the level of com- uh, compassion on a systems level. And that's where, you know, you can talk about that until the cows go home, but can you really deliver that? And that's why where uh, social presencing theater practices have been so become so important in our practical work because they allow us to really ground this aspiration in a practical collective experience that gives people a concrete handle, you know, what to do next and how to you know, use some of these insights for their real world change uh, initiatives. Arlan, do you want to expand on that? I don't think so, other than to just emphasize that, that people, there's a lot of longing in, in, on the planet to have a good world from, for everybody, you know, to whatever that means to them, to to go forward and creativity is a natural quality of every single person and um, a longing for good situation, a good life, a good world is, is hidden in every person. And so the feeling quality that Otto is referring, referring to is something that, you know, is in the body mind system, but oftentimes it's not accessed that that kind of, um, it will, let's say, on the, just on a collective will that is connected to how much we care, really. We care about one another. We care about the planet we live in. We care about the society that we're in. So I think there's something about the social presencing theater that pe- just having people together, the physicality of it, the, the fact that it's, um, it's, it's not the same old, same old. It's slightly, um, kind of uh, fresh in terms of what actually is happening here, mm-hmm. uh, but that, that those qualities help us uh, help with this um, embodied feeling of, of knowing, of insight, but then it's, it can be applied when we get mm-hmm. back into whatever our context is. A question I would have about this, because uh, Ottawa was emphasizing how uh, the social body is the most difficult to be aware of. 
and how the work that you're doing is a work to become aware of the social body. But it seems to me also that the work is not uh, just a work to become aware of the social body, but also the social body is a part of the awareness process itself. It is, it's a sensing instrument that somehow you're not just aware of a social body as an object, but doing something together as you're doing in the social pressing theater is something like a collective sensing process. Is that something one could say? Well, I, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, you said it, um, um, you, you put it uh, very beautifully. And I think both Aran and I would uh, underline every single word of that. And that is really, um, I, I don't want to call it the magic because that makes it kind of uh, sound a little obscure because I think it's really something you can explore with a method. But that really is... Um, the let's let's call it the core process of what happens when you um, uh, debrief and unpack the deeper layers of um, collective sensing experience for example of a social presencing theater experiences so what it is that um, so we what we do there and and the whole notion of the social field really is so what is a social field a social field is um, it's it's the quality of relationship um, uh, between individuals, uh, groups, um, and uh, organizations that give rise to uh, patterns of conversation and thought and action, which in turn create practical results. So if you take that as a definition of social fields, it's all about the quality of relationships. So coming from a farm, Growing up on an organic farm, so what do you see? Kind of your parents talk half their life about the quality of the soil, and uh, because that's kind of the ultimate capital, kind of that's the ultimate leverage point for everything that grows and you know is growing in the field. But that um, condition for something to grow itself is invisible. Kind of that's the soil. So in, uh, in, in the social field, it's exactly the same thing. So, so the social field is the, the invisible condition that allows these patterns of um, conversation and thought and action that I was just talking about to arise. Uh, but the condition, so the social field soil, right, is described by the quality of relationships that we mm -hmm. have. And that is exactly what usually that is in our blind spot of attention. It's also in the blind spot of traditional systems theory. So what we do with social pensing theater is we put the, you know, we, we move um, this blind spot into the center of our awareness and into our investigation by, you know, making it visible and, and putting it out to exploration from all the different, different angles. And, what Arana and I have been, um, and our colleagues at the Presencing Institute have been working on over the past um, year or two is to now, so uh, after we have developed social presencing theater as an intervention methodology in, you know, capacity building and, and practical um, a change work in, uh, in a variety of systems, that we now re really further develop it as a research tool because at the end of the day, the key to scale in this century is, is research. And so what we are currently doing is um, 
really to develop social distancing theater as a research methodology, including, you know, uh, just, you know, um, identifying uh, archetypes, kind of uh, how kind of social fields kind of are stuck in the current condition of mm-hmm. capitalism and democracy that right. we are in and how, what are kind of patterns that we see in a variety of systems, how they can be unfrozen, so to spoken, and, you know, and, and, and develop. So that's um, a little bit um, uh, how, um, you know, you could say how a social farmer, like uh, that, that's kind of a farm boy perspective on the social field. But um, I would also suggest that Arana adds to that because she really comes more from not only a mindfulness, but also kind of a social arts perspective. Uh, uh, at this phenomenon, which is absolutely central to, to everything um, that we do at the Presencing Institute. Because at the end of the day, the Presencing Institute is bringing together science, social art practices, mindfulness, and um, institutional transformation. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we try to bring together. And that's where kind of the social art labs and the social art practices are really a key component for what we are trying to do. Um, so I'm just one of several people who are investigating this topic of uh, social art. Um, and again, in light of the fact that there is such a thing as social creativity, as social innovation. And, um, and my background is in the arts. I mean, I worked as a dancer and as a choreographer and oftentimes with um, people that were not trained in, in the theater and working in the theater. So the idea of making work, making theater with people, kids on the street or um, other uh, community with communities has been part of my um, interest for uh, my whole career, really. And so the, the sense that, I mean, we could say that art is one of these, you know, it holds the value of a culture, art does. And it, and it also shapes the values of a culture, that it is connected to, to how people see what it is to be human being with other human beings on the planet. And that's communicated through its art forms. So I, what we're investigating here is the is the um, maybe this again this sense of what it what actually is direct perception of our experience out of which creativity arises so what is that um, that process that collectively we notice ah this is this very moment's experience and there's freedom to, there's freedom to move from there into a fresh direction. Mm-hmm. How does that work with groups of people? And traditionally this has been done in the performing arts through improvisation as jazz musicians do, or as improvisers, uh, their job is to collectively listen into what's happening and then um, open up from, from that process. So that's, Part of my own training has been this combination of art making, in my case, in the, in the performing arts and meditation practice. And not meditation in terms of a particular 
uh, religious um, expression, but meditation in terms of what actually comes out of nothing, as it were. Mm-hmm. And that, so that very much influences us. And also to circle back on what Otto said, the work is not so much an exploration psychologically of how we arrived at this stuck situation. But it's more acknowledging, yes, there are personal, there are uh, collective um, oppressions and confusions and um, that, are, that live in all of us and live in the collective. And there's also this basic goodness, basic sanity, basic strength, mm-hmm. basic intelligence that is also what it is to be uh, uh, in uh, both an individual and a, in the collective. So I think in, in my own work, I'm interested in tapping into that, that recognition uh, that, that, that we have, that we don't need to be continually um, obsessing about how, you know, how we have a lot of flaws and faults, both culturally and personally. And, but there's a, an honest acknowledgement of that and an, an, an honest heartfeltness to that and that that is part of the soil, that that honest feeling quality of who we are fully as a human, that's a soil, again, out of which uh, creativity arises. So in terms of social art, it's not just art that is based upon um, kind of social work kind of art, which I also have a lot of respect for, but it's more that collectively on this planet, we we need to really experience what it is to collectively create, and I think that the social presencing theater is a is a lens out of which we're trying to to see what is the process, what is the process, where do we have to pay attention, how do we have to pay attention, how do we have to hold one another in order for um, this emergence to happen, or this maybe it's because. Maybe transformation is too big a word, but something like that. Shift, a shift to happen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if it, for in my case, it comes from this combination of a meditation and arts background and, um, and a kind of a enormous appreciation for, um, it's an, it's kind of a, a, a giant sense of appreciation for just mm-hmm. what is and how you know, the, the, the enormous painfulness of being a human and then, and the enormous joyfulness of being a human is, is, is what the theater has always been about. And, uh, it continues to be that even in the, the kind of side track of the theater that we're working in right now. One reason why I find it particular intriguing that you are involved in this as an artist is because, um, I would say you represent also a different form of intelligence. An intelligence that is more an intuitive intelligence than an intellectual intelligence. Because what you're talking about, about social independence, uh, there can be deep insight about uh, systems interdependence in, in that can be very accurate, very important, but it's still an intellectual representation of something. But it seems what you're doing is holding this intellectual representation. There's nothing wrong about that. But it's also going deeper in that direct perception of the social sphere as a living body. Is that a something, something that allows the living body, maybe it's too much to say, to be aware of itself through our individual consciousness? And 
this is something that is more than an intellectual can do. You need a direct intuitive relationship to this social sphere to be capable of doing this. So it seems there's something in, in the cooperation of the two of you where uh, to have this artist, and I think Otto, what you are talking about, voice and the social sculpture also relates to that, is a different intelligence uh, that is also uh, new in our kind of uh, social understanding, how we can work uh, with social interventions and how we can really create social transformation. So that is also, if one of you wants to respond to that, please feel both free. No, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, true. I, I think um, we, in a very conscious way, uh, try to uh, bring together kind of different intelligences. Um, so, there, I mean, there is, uh, you said intellectual and non-intellectual. There is other ways. I mean, you can also say it's maybe analytical, intuitive, right? So, so I, and then in German you have Verstand, Vernunft. So, so there is like, um, there is, um, I think, from an evolutionary perspective, kind of we the analytical mind is kind of just kind of one particular development of you know uh, of uh, stage of development of the human mind, and then there are other capacities uh, of the mind and the heart uh, that. Um, that are being developed. And of course, uh, what, what we, I mean, in, in the Presencing Institute, we, we try to, you know, uh, bring, uh, so the open, the concepts of the open mind, open heart, open will is not to say, well, one is, one is the intellect. So, so that intelligence only resides in one of them, but so there is intelligence in all of them. And that's uh, in order to get access really uh, the knowing of the field, kind of, we really need to shift the inner place from that we operate. So mm -hmm. that in many ways, kind of from a methodological point of view, so it's just kind of another way of confirming what you just said, right? So our angle into that is, and you could say in many, uh, in many ways, so where, what's kind of the foundation moment of theory use? So one of them might be, um, so this, um, uh, when I listened to uh, this uh, late CEO of Hanover Insurance, Bill O'Brien, who claimed that the success of summarizing his own experience as a leader, he said, the success of an intervention depends on the interior condition of the intervener. Mm -hmm. So it, it depends on the inner place from that we operate. And um, so when you look at, and you know, based on that today, that inner place we would describe, I would describe as open mind, open heart and open will capacities. So those are like different places that we can operate from. And when you want to, so for example, um, um, we, in all our foundational activities, kind of we work with the different levels of listening, the four different levels of listening. But essentially, and you know, they evolve as you shift the inner place from that you operate. And as long as you, uh, you know, operate from this instrument here, you're just kind of looking at reality from outside. But if uh, you really want to investigate the social body or the social field, you need the sh to shift the place from where your attention is originating from. Um, from, you know, being generated from here to happening from the field. 
So I think in, in level three and level four listening, what we call empathic or generative listening, uh, the listening is happening from the field. It's happening kind of from the social body, so to speak. And that is really, you know, in all the social art practices, really the capacity that uh, in, in all co-creative uh, processes, mm-hmm. I should say, the capacity that we are honing. And I think it is particularly in the light of this century, it will be really um, center stage of uh, the, the big um, battles and and uh, developments that we have to come. So when you, uh, so in the uh, PI work, the Presenting Institute work, we we often refer to the um, the challenges that we face in terms of the ecological divide, the social divide, and the spiritual divide. And so the social divide and all these movements really go back to the 19th century, right? The the rise of the um, industrial uh, laissez-faire capitalism and the labor movement coming out of that and so forth. And the ecological divide and the green movement is really kind of the, arose from the last third of the 20th century. But what we see today is really, I believe, the beginning of a, a third movement that has to do with the spiritual divide. Mm-hmm. And uh, which has everything to do with AI. Uh, it has everything to do with really the big crisis we are in, which is the um, unintentional impact of technology, not on the outer nature, like in the environmental movement with you know the silent spring and so forth, but the unintentional impact of technology on on our mind, kind of on our inner nature. And um, that's where we are in a development where everything that can be automated is going to be automated and be done much more efficiently by machines, but then uh, what's left, right? So, so and if, if, if there is a place for us in the future, I think it has everything to do with not only um, optimizing this kind of intelligence, but really uh, developing our literacy in what we call vertical development, uh, which includes kind of to move the place from where I operate from my own um, persona and from my own mind to um, sourcing what I'm feeling and what I am, you know, also kind of what comes through my will from the field, kind of from a field of, from the social field, kind of from the uh, Mm -hmm. social body that I am uh, uh, being part of. And it's that kind of uh, literacy that we try to make a contribution to and that uh, probably in this century, just in a few years, will be as important as the ecological crisis But uh, because um, this uh, uh, unintentional impact of machines um, and automation on our mind is, uh, uh, is something we are just uh, starting to begin aware of, mm-hmm. to become aware of. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you touched on it uh, quite a bit already, uh, but also because we are coming to the end of our, our time, I really would like to um, focus also, my, a lot of what you are, uh, we are bringing up is also covered by what we call mindfulness. But, it's, but it seems that you are adding a, a certain dimension to mindfulness with social presencing that is going a step further in this social field. What would you say is this particular contribution of social presencing also in relationship to what mindfulness is and can be? And why is this particularly important to address this spiritual divide that you're talking about? 
so you know there are many uh, just to, <clears throat> so mindfulness actually it means different things to different people as we know uh, from different traditions and um, so the, the, the attending to one's own experience and in just in terms of the phenomenology of experience attending to to how we experience something and the mind that experiences that is a kind of of mindfulness but also has a has a larger sense of uh, a larger sense of relaxing the mind into sort of what's what's emerging so it's not just about the the moment experience but the depth of the moment which is maybe what i would call awareness um and so i i think the the work is is about you know it's really about human beings practice i think of mindfulness it's like what is it to really be a human being and i'm not that interested in sort of suppressing discursive thoughts and what not but why we are interested in cultivating the sense of what what the worthiness of every human when the crisis on the planet with depression and burnout and anxiety disorder and suicide and what not this is like a a crisis around you know who am i as a human being what is it to be a, a, a being connected to other beings on the planet that somehow that that has gotten so um you know disconnected in that way so social presencing theater and all of the presencing work off affords this kind of container for building as auto calls this soil of you beginning to be human with one another and it's not just um obviously it's not just the application of a theory but it's a it's a way of living our life whether it's with our families or our partners or our neighbors or food co-op or whatever it's just being able to to sense oneself always as a social body always in interdependency with others always with care um even when we're angry it's a kind of care for for each other but being able to continually cultivate those qualities of of just human humanness and the goodness of being a human i think is really our work and how um and how of course paying attention is the is the main ingredient to begin that is that you have to notice and be self reflective and collectively reflective uh, in order to um uh, to cultivate these kind of qualities so i think the work encourages a collective reflection on what is our experience what is it that we together are making but to to your last question so there is uh my, mindfulness has been so far uh, mostly applied to the cultivation of the um uh, in the uh, of the individual and what what we have been focusing on is how the power of mindfulness can be applied to the uh, transformation of the collective the transformation and the evolution of the collective and um so that's where we try to develop practices that that are useful uh, in, in that regard so that it can be uh something that is becoming more and more part of a uh, uh, modern day uh, management and leadership practice so this was our interview 
with Otto Sharma and Aravana Hayashi. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did doing this interview with both of them. Thank you very much for listening to Radio Evolve. In two weeks, we will again play our next international and English language edition of Radio Evolve. Good evening from Frankfurt. <laughs>